Wendy Rigby, and you're listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about the use of a new technology called CRISPR, a gene editing technique scientists at Texas Biomed are using to try to create a new animal model for liver cancer. Liver cancer can have its roots in infectious diseases or metabolic conditions, and it's a killer worldwide. Promising therapies developed in mouse models have failed in humans. So the experts at the Southwest National Primate Research Center think a bigger animal like a monkey might work better. So we went to the lab to find out how it's going. Uh, so my name is Christopher Chen. I'm a staff scientist here. How prevalent is liver cancer and who gets it? So liver cancer uh, is comes from people who have liver damage. So that can be people who are infected with, chronically infected with hepatitis B, hepatitis C, uh, fatty liver disease. So these are all things that are on the rise globally. So hepatocellular carcinoma is responsible for about a, a million deaths worldwide. So it is, uh, it is very deadly. The survival rates, uh, uh, overall survival rates are about 17% over five years. So it's, it's a kind of a dismal um, prognosis. So what kind of animal model is in use right now for the study of liver cancer treatments? The animal models have been done in mice, um, but really very few, if, if not really, none of the trials in mice have been very successful uh, when translated to humans. And why is that? Is it just the size? Like, are they too small or are they genetically not similar enough? What, what's the challenge here? I don't think it's known, um, but I think a, a good possibility is that just the, the biological differences, the genetic differences between humans and, and mice. So what are you trying to develop? We're developing a non-human primate model of liver cancer. Which non-human primate? We're using baboons. The Southwest National Primate Research Center at Texas Biomed is home to more than a thousand of these old world monkeys. Why do you think baboons will be a good model? Just the genetic similarity to humans uh, and the size of the animals. The main advantage here is that if we develop um, certain types of treatments that are um, invasive, so there are certain treatments that uh, involve threading a catheter uh, through blood vessels, and certainly that's a lot easier in a large animal than a small animal. What is CRISPR and how are you using it in your experimentation? CRISPR is a new technology. CRISPR stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced short palindromic repeats, um, and it's a uh, new method for specifically engineering or making modifications to the genome. So is this gene editing? Yes, this would be for gene editing. Um, How does that help you then when you're trying to come up with a new animal model? So what we can do is take a look at human liver cancer and the um, genetic modifications that are found in human liver cancer and recapitulate those fairly precisely uh, now in the baboon. Can you explain to us in lay terms how that works? Sure, the, there are two components to CRISPR. So one is uh, called the guide RNA, and that's very sp specific to the target sequence that you want to target. Uh, the other part is uh, called Cas9, and it's a protein that actually does the cutting. So the combination of the Cas9 and the guide RNA uh, binding to a specific site will lead to a, a cut in the DNA at that specific site. So you're cutting out a snippet of the DNA and replacing it with a known different part of the genetics. In our case, the cutting uh, is repaired 
by an endogenous or natural repair mechanism, which is imprecise. So it leads to the insertion or deletion of a couple base pairs of DNA. That actually uh, is very likely to inactivate the gene. To inactivate which gene? Uh, the target gene. So these, these genes that are mutated in human patients um, generally are inactivating. Uh, and we are similarly kind of knocking out or, or turning off the genes, the same genes in the baboon. CRISPR came onto the scientific scene in 2012. Dr. Chen says it's really making a huge impact in labs around the country. I refer to CRISPR as kind of a Swiss Army knife type of technology because it can be used for not only um, turning off a gene, but you can turn on a gene. Um, you can insert completely different genes, make very specific changes. So uh, it's very adaptable to making all kinds of genetic modifications very specifically and pretty efficiently. How long has this technology been around and is the use of it increasing? It's, it's an exploding field in terms of, because of its uh, wide range of practical uses. And so practically then, can you tell us uh, what stage you are in this research right now in the lab? What are you doing as far as the liver cancer baboon model project goes? So we're trying to find the right genetic combinations that will effectively give and re reproducibly create liver tumors. Um, so we've been able to generate liver tumors using these, this technique. Uh, it hasn't been 100% efficient. So to, to be able to use this model in um, preclinical trials for drug companies or um, uh, anybody else who might be interested in researching liver cancer, um, because these tend to be expensive projects, we want to make sure that we have the most efficient model possible. Who's funding your research right now? So I'm funded by um, it's called an SNPRC, the, the Southwest National Primate Research Center has uh, pilot grants, so these fund kind of these, these up-and-coming uh, research projects, and similarly funded by the Owens Foundation, this is a, a private nonprofit um, group, um, also kind of funding these kind of pilot projects. So when did you start working on this liver cancer project, and um, how long do you expect to be working on it before you get some maybe tangible evidence that this may be the way to go? So I joined Texas Biomed in 2016, uh, got funding for the projects which started in 2017, so we're, we're only about a year in, uh, but these techniques have now been um, applied to the cells from the baboons and they've been injected into the baboons and now we're just waiting to see uh, whether or not the tumors will form. About how many animals are in your project right now? Uh, we're only looking at uh, four animals right now, so it's, it's small, again this is a kind of a, a first trial test project. You might take your results and try to get further funding, future funding? Absolutely, yeah. That's the, the, the goal of the pilot's projects and the funding is to um, use that to get NIH funding down the line. Creating a new animal model for a disease is complicated and time-consuming, explains another researcher who works in Dr. Chen's lab. My name is Helen Lee Breton, and I'm a senior research associate, and I work on the baboon cancer model with Dr. Chris Chen. What do you do in order to try to create cancer in an animal model? Well, we first have to take the liver cells from the baboon, just take a little wedge, and we transform the cells to make a cancer cell line, and then in turn, after we do that, we put the cancer cells back into the baboon or into a mice model to see if we can form a tumor. So at what point are you now in this process? 
We're in actually, you know, learning stages. We've actually had success in putting cells back into the baboon and having tumor formation. We've had a lot of success with actually putting those same cells into a mice model that is immunosuppressed and also having tumor formation. But the tumors that we have been getting previously were too aggressive and we want to find a combination of cancer um, genes that will not be as aggressive and will work better for our model. How do you grow these cells for a long time? So in order for um, baboon liver cells to grow, you, you can't just put them on a plate and, and grow them naturally. They won't divide. They, they will live, but they won't divide. So in order for that to happen, we have to transduce the cells with what we call a lentivirus. So it will t actually take cancer genes and put them into the cells of the baboon and then transform them so that they actually become immortalized so that they can actually continue to grow and divide and that way we have a sustained cell line that we can use continuously. We can add different genes to them. We actually do a base to genes that we use normally that will cause the cells to continually to divide and live. The cells that you take from the baboons you put back in the same baboon? Yes, exactly. That's the whole idea is taking the same liver cells that we got from that baboon and we transform them with the cancer cells, uh, the cancer genes, and then we put them back into the same baboon so that there's less chance of rejection when we put the cells in. What are the biggest challenges in the lab when you're trying to create a new animal model for a disease? It's all new. We don't really, you know, have any experience doing this before and there's not a lot of people that have done this before and we have to work with the animal itself it has the host itself will have its own defenses so you have to understand that sometimes what you think will work might not work and so we're still trying to learn um, what the best way to do this is and and I mean at, at this time and point we don't even know if the liver is the best way to introduce these cells, these cancer cells that we've, we've actually made. We've actually now decided to maybe jump into the spleen. So that was, we just did recently a spleen injection, hoping that the spleen takes the cells to the liver and will perform a tumor. So we don't know what is the best route yet. We're still really learning this process. Both Dr. Chris Chen and Helen Breton are hopeful the seeds they are planting now will bear fruit. I think once the model is created, the doors are wide open for uh, development of uh, new therapeutics, new diagnostics, testing new imaging techniques. Uh, I have a, an interest in all those kind of translational types of, of research and I'd like to, to see those go forward. Why are you excited about this particular research? This is actually very exciting because I've always wanted to work with cancer all my life. Are you hopeful that progress can be made more quickly with the help of CRISPR? Yes, I think CRISPR technology offers a more fast array of oncogenes that we can work with so that we're just not working with three combinations or things like that. So it does open the door to see other um, gene combinations that might work. So yes, that's very exciting. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. 
You can find the podcast on iTunes or log on to our website, txbiomed.org. Look up the podcasts and sign up by email. Plus, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Our passion is bringing science to you. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby. Thank you.